Welcome to the Price Bell Podcast. I'm so glad to be here. We're also recording for YouTube for Ghost Lifestyle. So check it out on Wednesday. That was a horrible intro. That was like akin to. Uh, Let's do it. That's the only intro you need, man. Yeah? That was like CJ's We Are Here. Yeah. It's all good. We've done a lot of podcasts actually recently. So I Cheers, like boys. Get, Cheers, gentlemen. Yeah, we should Cheers get, uh, without get used to it. Yeah. There we go. Intro on the podcast, but. Sometimes you just got to dive right into it, you know? Just boom. That's how I feel. It's all good. Mike wants to give the, the date, where we are, who we're with. I like diving in, too. Right. Yeah. Just, so we're not going to give the date? It's... <laughs> <laughs> what is today's date? It's April 18th, okay. 2022. Uh, it's tax day. TMNT. Well, yeah, I'm trying to start on a positive <laughs> note. <laughs> you led me tax day. Uh, any, any business... Like owner or entrepreneur knows that today is tax day. It's a dark day for all of us. So a moment of silence to all those out there. All right, let's begin. TMNT today. We, official uh, announcement day. Finally. Yeah, officially. Yeah, after weeks of sweating it out with uh, some leaks and that. And look, the leaks definitely are frustrating, you know, for for us. But um, I mean. When's the last time people were so excited by sports nutrition products that they actually can't wait to yeah. to leak it and whatever else? So it's a good um, sign. Yeah, it's humbling. It's it's annoying but humbling, and you know definitely appreciate the excitement. So it's also cool because that was literally the genesis of the brand. Yeah, create that excitement again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that we're able to do that and with a collab like this, uh, which there's a fun story behind, we should share at some point today. Sure. Um, it's cool. So you guys have had a lot of different collabs along the way, and so this one being. The f- well, the second pop culture reference that isn't a flavor, even yeah. it is a flavor in some ways. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can talk about probably what the flavor is, but talking about the different experiences of the different products, I mean, it's four different SKUs, yeah, which I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. I mean, like, look, I think a lot of the collabs or all of our collabs have we have some personal connection to them, you know, like there's a, a good story behind it or the why, um, which is funny. I think that's also why, you know, now going into year six of Ghosts, like we've waited wow, and we've been strategic about when we kind of roll things out we want everything to have like a moment in the sun you know and have like a good like timing for it versus just trotting out a bunch of collabs just for the sake of sake of doing it but um as far as turtles go i think it was 1 a.m in pittsburgh had some successful meetings uh with the, with the gnc team there uh had some successful tacos i'm sure at taco uh, there in pittsburgh which we show a lot of love to that that spot i know it sounds weird that like some of the best tacos in the U.S. are in Pittsburgh, and maybe as a Texan, that's hard for you to hear, but it's, it's, it's true. They're good. There's a taco um, spot right across in the little square from GNC's headquarters. I don't know if that's where you go, but I have a taco spot in Pittsburgh. I always pretty, pretty T-A-K-O. Okay. Taco. Like the Japanese fact that you also have a taco spot in Pittsburgh yeah. only says how good yeah. the tacos are. Further yeah, reiterates how amazing yeah. Pittsburgh is. But, yeah, look, had some uh, some tacos, had some some margs, probably a couple shots of tequila too, and uh, head back to the hotel. And uh, we were sharing a room. We had our own beds, but we were sharing a room <laughs> um, and uh, just sitting there being dumb. And we're like, we should do a turtles collab. Right. And how did, was there more to it than that? Just like we were just spitballing ideas, like just crazy back and forth, weird ideas. And it was like, yeah, we should do a turtles collab. So at one in the morning, just fired <laughs> off an email. So like, uh, we need to talk to turtles next week. <laughs> so was there it, you go. was it two Nickelodeon? Yeah. That's yeah. sick. I didn't put two and two together that TMNT is Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. I, I sent Dan a picture of the back of the box. When I got the box, I was just like, I'm so proud of you guys. Cause I mean, that was my childhood. Yeah. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I think I've wanted to work with Nickelodeon ever since the brain football. 
Yeah. Do you remember that thing? Yeah. The brain ball? No. Yeah, you had, this is like a, I think only holding you in a brain ball is. Nah, I didn't think so. So, so yeah, I, I got to back things up for those who are listening on the audio feeds. That's all, like, we've been talking about this so much, we assume everyone knows what we're talking about. We're talking about your official collaboration with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ben's holding a pizza box that has four supplements in it. Four different supplements, one new, one completely new supplement in Ghost Gamer non-stim. Yep. You have, uh, and one new flavor, which is ooze yes sir we're calling it teenage mutant ninja turtles ooze on our system so that's what we're all talking about here for everyone who's listening in and our growing audio feed um yeah so i late mid to late 80s early 90s teenage mutant ninja turtles were like everything it was the thing for the for the guys and i was looking up when we were writing the article they were like they sold over a billion dollars with the action figures and stuff like this is like no small franchise so i when, when you talk about nostalgia with a lot of your flavor um collaborations there's like no bigger nostalgia i'm thinking fifth grade like when i was in fifth grade this was if you weren't like into ninja turtles you weren't it wasn't about being cool for me it was that video it was the initial video game the initial konami video game which was the one that like i think really got me into it then the movie came out what 1991 maybe it was early i think yeah so like yeah i mean that yeah you were elementary school middle school you know and that was thing yeah. and that's I, I don't know like we do a lot as a brand i think with nostalgia specifically like to that era i think that that's stuff that we find super nostalgic and we kind of force it uh, on our team here too uh but <laughs> but i mean whether you're talking about sour patch kids swedish fish you're talking about oreos or chips ahoy you know space jam or teenage mutant ninja turtles like we like to have a lot of fun with what we do and as always like this was a really cool project to dive in pretty deep you know creating one product that i think you know kind of embodies the spirit Right of each of each of the turtles, which is kind of the fun the fun game that we played there. Mm-hmm. So you reach out to Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and do you like put a pitch deck together? Yeah. You, okay, and so you've already done some stuff. You already got you're already established. You already have social proof and everything. Yep. Um, what are the next? And that's steps? and that's and that's why I say like you know now the process for us getting collaborations is a lot easier than in the early days. Right. right. We have you know a ton of like proof of concept. We've got a lot of sales over the years. We've, you know, gotten a lot of awards, you know, from you guys and, and others for for some of those things too. So it's easy story to tell of, hey, here's why it will work. And in fact, like now when we're like, you know, hitting up Nickelodeon, the pitch deck is what you see here. It's it, we're kind of like, hey, here's our idea. Here's how we we want to execute it. Um even with something as big as that, we're kind of like you guys in or out. You know, because we know exactly what we want to do now. I think we've refined the vision. And it's great to, you know, get their feedback on things and, and really dial in some of the authenticity and some things that, you know, as as just mortal fans of, like, the franchise we may miss, which is always kind of cool to learn more about Turtles in this case. Or I think we joked about going to Oreo University for, like, three hours, like, a couple, you know, when we launched that. So that's that's always awesome. But, you, yeah, I mean, we pitched, we pitched exactly what you see here. You brought up the social media um, content aspect that they didn't – well, you, you brought up what you had done previously with uh, Space Jam, where mm-hmm. it was humans with cartoons, and that they weren't particularly too fond of that because their cartoons were not alongside real humans. I thought that yeah. was a really interesting factor. Yeah, something that people may not know, and this is more, you know, Ryan's, like, the cross that he bears, but, you know, a lot of times with any content that features a licensed product, um, we have to root it through them to get approved, which means... You know, our social has to be unbelievably well-planned. You have to be ahead of schedule. Uh, things that growing companies are just never good at, right? So mm-hmm. we've had to manage a lot of that over the years in working with some of the big brands that we have. Um, 
But as far as that one, you know, to your, your kind of comment there, like, yeah, one of the coolest parts about Space Jam, right, was the, the images of, like, our team with the actual characters or me and Lola Bunny, I think, brought the house down. Um, but uh, with, with Turtles, we weren't able to do that. And then they pointed out, like, hey, Space Jam is, like, predicated on cartoons interacting with humans, where in Turtles, like, culture, everyone's just the same. So everyone's a cartoon or everyone's, like... You know with the live action thing that they did so they didn't want they didn't want us using the retro cartoons with with our people which was a bummer but again makes total sense i love that you guys are playing on the personalities of all the characters with these skews because that's something um like right off the bat when you talk and you and i talked about tmnt a, a decent while back you were like which one was your favorite and immediately like everyone has an answer what like, is everyone's answer uh, for me, it was like Donatello. Donatello. Yeah. I'm Michelangelo guy. That's weird. Mom's Donatello <laughs> also. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Donatello was like kind of like not the most popular one. We got three Donatellos here. No way. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I like beating people with the stick in the video <laughs> game. Yeah. You, you look at our comments on our on our post already. Like, there's already people that are like, I can't wait for that. I was like, I think there's a Michelangelo comment. There's a Donatello comment. Yeah. It's cool to see people. They, they, Identify with that. They relate yeah. to that. It's important. And we tried to like basically pick the most appropriate ghost product for each of their kind of personalities or traits, right? So Leonardo, you know, legend, the leader, makes total sense. That's a that's a gimme. Same thing with Michelangelo, right? Um, always the kind of fun loving turtle. So doing a gamer for Michelangelo, of course. Um, Raphael, always the fittest turtle. Used to like work out and stuff in the in the books and in the cartoons. Had to do like a pump, you know, for him made sense. And Donatello being kind of the more cerebral, let's say quieter one. We kind of took the opportunity to do like a stim free, uh, stim free gamer for the first time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I wrote that he's like the more sober one kind. Yeah. Of. So yeah, I, yeah, I thought it made total sense. Now with the pre workout though, you went with Ghost Legend, the UK version. Yep. You want to talk about Was that about for that his other? personality or was that for a global? His culture. No, yeah, no, that was really uh, one thing that's really exciting about this partnership that we haven't been able to always pull off with some of the others. Uh, this is launching simultaneously here in Europe uh, and also in Australia. So we had to use a version of Legend that was compliant um, in all those regions. The other, like, gamers compliant, so there's no problems there. But I still kind of do think that, like, as the leader, uh, this is getting a little bit too into the ingredients, Let's but, like, that alpha-yo, like, wildness, like, that neurofactors, mm. to me, it's, a, a like you said, sober leader feeling. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, clean. Like, mm -hmm. Leonardo fights with the katana blades. It's like a clean-cutting kind of yeah. instrument, whereas alpha-yo himbine is not always as clean to everybody, but like the Neurofactor seems to be pretty consistent with, with most users. So yeah. to me that it makes sense. Personally. You're a Neurofactor guy. Yeah, I yeah. prefer it over the Alpha Yo. It's funny because uh, Mike doesn't use very much of the Legend V2 because the Alpha Yo really mm -hmm. kicks his ass. I'm with you. I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory way. <laughs> it's just no, it's I, a lot I, for I, some I, people. I say, yeah. And so it's funny because I told Ghost, him- Ghost is soft though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ghost doesn't lift. I mean, okay. I've heard it all. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny because this morning I told him how excited I was for UK. And he's like, do you not like Alpha Yo anymore? I'm like, no, it's just on a daily thing. Like Neurofactor just makes sense to me. Yeah. You know? I, I can do that every day. I can do two scoops of that every single day. Yeah. So that's the goal. Well, yeah, the version of uh, Ghost Legend that I've been using the most, I'm really low now, is the Max Tuning Pink Lemonade. Mm -hmm. and a similar type of formula. Yeah. A um, couple tweaks. But yeah, it's, it's got the Neurofactor, I believe. So I, I'm a huge fan of that of that blend and uh i don't know I, where it became cool all of a sudden to like create a product that literally makes somebody feel like shit and they like to go on the internet and like joke with each other like wow that thing really kicked my ass and i felt like shit and it, you know it's just i don't know where that became like a trend it's just something that we've never really been interested in playing 
too. So it was, so it's not, it's, I mean, you can make an argument about the safety of that. Yeah. We can definitely make an argument about the longevity of that strategy. But again, with ghost, honestly, you know, in so many ways being kind of a personal statement of stuff that we love to do or use and are inspired by. Right. It makes sense that we'd create products for ourselves. I don't mm-hmm. know everyone says that, but is it really true? But in the case of us, like, Hey, like, yeah, we want the caffeine, but we want folks and energy want to be balanced. And it is something we want to take every day. You know, I'm yeah. not trying to, you know, take a bunch of undisclosed stimulant or DMHA wannabe type type, you know, products. And then again, go and wow, that kicked my ass. I felt horrible. Or even so like, you know, I mean, you guys take a lot of pre-workout, right? So what about like the one, 25, 30 gram scoop for a pre-workout? Like for me, I've used them um, and it's just like my stomach. I can't tolerate it. Right. Yeah. So I think we've tried to make, you know, products that obviously they hit but they feel good and like you can actually go get a lift yeah. in and not feel like I help shit. out um the Rutgers uh powerlifting team the mm-hmm. team there and and uh a lot of the kids knowing what I do they ask me what pre-workout should I be taking and um more often than not I'm like I should just go down to GNC grab legend and it's it's funny because they're young kids and like mm-hmm. yeah but it's like a trendy pre-workout like I'll give you two scoops check it out and every single time it's like that okay that was a lot that was good and it's you don't have to kill yourself with these stims to have a good workout. I, I mean, you're you were an IPB pro. You know, did you need 400 milligrams of caffeine every day? To do I've today? never been the guy that's like, I want to pound 400 caffeine. Now, I you know, our energy drinks 200 megs. Like, I will have two of those over the course of a day, but I like it yeah. more spaced out uh, versus like one kind of punch. You don't even like GBV. No. <laughs> Dan loves. Trying to find ways to feed me GBB, but no, I don't. I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, so, I just I, I like to enjoy the gym. Yeah, and so it's something that's gonna take me past the point of enjoyment. I'm. It's not for me. All right, I gotta ask anymore. a hard question. We are here in your office in Chicago and everything, but this is our our podcast. So you've given me two products right now. Um, one of them has GBB Ghost Burn Non Stim mm-hmm. and Legend. And you say that you like Neurofactor better mm-hmm. than the Alpha Yo and the mm-hmm. Legend. And you're saying that you don't like like GBB, mm-hmm. which is in one of your other kind of flagship mm-hmm. products. Like, does that do you have an issue with that as one of the founders of the company where there's two kind of key SKUs that are not perfectly suited for Ryan Hughes? Well, I mean, this brand is far bigger than Dan and Ryan. Right, of course. Right. So I think while we make products that we obviously love to take and use and the obviously the brand is something that speaks to us mm. obviously a lot more people as well we're not going to love every single product and take every single product every day now are there times where you may use burn you may use legend of course like i still take legend right i just prefer some of the other formulas that we've developed right mm-hmm. so like for example space jam for me uh, mm-hmm. the tune squad was like one of my favorite pre-workouts yeah. we've ever had yeah. So, you know, I think everybody kind of has their preferences from time to time for us to say, I need to take this product every day with every single thing that we make. It's a little unrealistic, especially as the brand scales. And I think with burn, like obviously the category is super important. We wanted to produce a product that like, obviously we were proud of that category in general for me has just not been one that I've taken over my career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is the guy I envy because it's really easy for him to get lean. And I've got the opposite body type where it's really easy for me to like put on mass, but it's harder to get lean. So I think I've probably played a lot yeah. more with like thermogenics over the years. And Ryan, where Ryan's always really interested in like what changes or improvements or what's new research or ingredient wise out there for like a ghost size type product, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, Ryan, I, I can lose fat. No problem. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take one scoop burn every morning for, mm-hmm. for cardio, like sweat my ass off. Just one scoop. 
That's yeah. all I really need. We also just have like, especially when you say like stimulants or products that contain stimulants, like, we have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. So like, we also switch it up. Like, mm-hmm. I love Ghost Gamer. I very rarely will take it like on the sticks because truthfully, we haven't had as much time to play this year that we did maybe in previous years. Still take the product all the time, right? So like, we've just got a lot of options in that category. And for me, you know, gamer, the reason why I like 150 megs caffeine, you know, it's not going to punch you in the face, but also has the nootropics, cognitive mm-hmm. ingredients. Same thing with Ghost Energy, right? Love the feel I get from Ghost Energy. So, if it wasn't so heavily carbonated, I would drink it pre workout a lot more. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not a big on energy drinks pre workout. Yeah, this is more like a replacement coffee or like afternoon right. pick me up for me. But we've seen um, the energy market increasing a lot, and none of them are really touching the formula. Mm-hmm. We can talk about flavors. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of great flavors out there. But in terms of formulas, no one is really getting close to that. It's funny, just the neurofactor itself is a difference maker for me mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of cholines and um other kinds of ingredients out there that are being splashed into into drinks but no one's doing that and it's a significant difference for me um and i it's an extra cost i mean it's it's buying a whole can it's not expensive but per scoop of gamer it's right. definitely more expensive but getting that kind of ingredient in for me is really i, like yeah, I mean you start to it's funny it's a different thinking in, in the world of beverage right and in the world of powders if i said well this this formula or this thing costs 10 cents or 11 cents, 20 cents more than this one, we'll make that investment all day if it's like the best product for our fans or for that for that goal, right? Um, in energy drinks, it's every penny. Mm. It, they wash like hawks. And maybe because we're part of the Anheuser-Busch, so we've gotten a little bit more of a serious or high-level education in that faster. Um, it's like, yeah, the extra two cents a serve or whatever it is for, um, for Neurofactor, like have to go fight for that with, with like an A B like here's why we want to do it. Here's why it's a good deal. Here's why we're doing this. And and like look, there's a lot of costs, right? We use estrogen, we use Carnapure, branded mm-hmm. carnitine. Um, not only is that kind of tying in your supply chain, you know, right? You're monosourcing those ingredients because they're branded. Um, but so there's also some cost there. But yeah. when you when you're working with Anheuser Bush, are they like are they asking specifics like why do you need Carnipure? Why can't you just get Joe Blow's L carnitine? Um, I mean, they definitely understand ingredient quality. They definitely understand verifying sources, right? They're Anheuser-Busch. They do all that. And they're specking the farms that some of the stuff comes from. But um, in our case, no, we have to educate them for sure on what Carnipure even is or what Neurofactor even is. Mm-hmm. And look, we know that, let's be honest, okay, 99.9% of the people buying these things have the same questions. They don't know either, right? But one of the keys to Ghost, which I know we've talked about before, you know, are, are like kind of vision or mantra, formulate for the 1%, build a brand, the marketing, the message, the flavors for the 99%. And the, those details are definitely there for the 1%. Those are for like the true kind of, you know, the echo chamber of sports nutrition or like the advanced <laughs> user, right, who are going to be like, oh, sick, estrogen, neurofactor, you know, um, carnipure. But like most people are just going to be like, hey, I'm buying this because of the flavor. I'm buying this because I like the way it makes me feel, which is a result of those ingredients that they don't understand, mm-hmm. or they're just buying it for, for the brand. But either way, we, we work really hard. That's a great product example to kind of tick those boxes. Mm-hmm. What I love is you mentioned, like, you mentioned DMHA in some other context before, but, like, when you launched Ghost circa around 2016, like, the DMHA pre-workout was, like, the thing. And I just love that, first off, you didn't do that, but how much time has passed? It's been, like, it's been six years now, and it's... Um, I, I guess have you guys? How have you guys changed a lot in those in those six years? Like, I don't, I don't know, like kind of a personal level too. Like, we've been following you, and it's fun to watch on 
Yeah. Well, the, the, the funny thing is you, you said, you know, when you talk to some of like the powerlifting kids and stuff, uh, they refer to Ghost as like a trendy brand. But for me, a trend is in and out. Yeah. And Ghost has been here for yeah. six plus years yeah. now, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're drawing our fastest right now, to mm. be honest. Yeah. Is that, is that because of energy? Some new categories, yeah. Okay. Energy and some other new, like the new protein drinks, right? You're adding on just completely new categories. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be growth, you know, hopefully, you know, for your company within the category or in the pro- places that you already have products. But you're talking about completely new categories, completely new distribution channels, retail fronts, et cetera. So it's, you know, Can really I, going overdrive. The, the point you made was was kind of interesting. And I want to I kind of challenge you on your thought process mm-hmm. because uh, a trend is in and out. Mm-hmm. Totally right. And I would say, go, I think, like, kind of what everyone's talking about really is that Ghost has a, a really strong hold on young kids right now. And so for six years, you've had a strong hold on the, like the, the stereotypical millennials, yeah, sure. you know, either... But uh, say, I mean, six, six, years, six years is not an insignificant amount of time. Right. So now those kids have gotten older. So that's exactly my question. Right. Is your demographic growing? Are you are they growing with you? Are you grabbing new kids? What happens when that stereotypical ghost yeah. consumer is no longer like when it's the next trend? Are they going to grow with you or are you going to be grabbing yeah, the next? To follow on, because I see that, um, you know, I've been in this industry a long time like you have. And you see once a lot of us start hitting dad age, they start falling off the workout bandwagon. Then you see if a brand is clinging to that person, they kind of go down with it. And so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. how. You're so doing. two things. Uh, number one, every birthday that I have, like we add a year to the de- core demo of Ghost, right? <laughs> That's like in the in the bylaws, right? Cool. Um, but I think I think the answer to your question is hopefully both. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're bringing new people into the brand, no matter what age they are, and I'll come back to that in a second. Um, but you're also hopefully you know kind of staying sticky with the people who've rocked with you, you know, for whether it's one year, one day, or the whole ride, right? Um, I think as far as like how Dan and Ryan have started to evolve a little bit, or how the brands evolved, I mean, you know, you've seen some pretty significant milestones over the over the years, right? Where your number one boom, even introducing the licensing, was game changing for Ghost. Um, you know, I won't comment on the industry, but game changing for us because, like, look, we had to get buttoned up and submit to these processes and start to hire a team to manage it. Right? We, you know, kind of clean up the packaging by removing the characters and kind of really try to like, I don't want to say grow up there, but kind of like, you know, tone. I don't know, just kind of uh, evolve what we were doing. Sure. And then you started to see the introduction of products like Greens and Glow and. You know, we were working hard to bring back a really cool, you know, uh, follow-up to our initial fish oil, right? Mm-hmm. So some more holistic health products where, look, when Go started, it was just pre-workout and amino. So I think, like, you know, again, by introducing new products and different use educations, different age, different demographics, like, you know, like the impact of, of energy, you know, go sit outside of Circle K or your Kroger whatever and, and watch ghost cans go out in the wild. It's not just that millennial demo that everyone assumes that we're strong with. It's a lot broader and bigger than that. So again, through all of that, it's like you're starting to continue, hopefully, to excite the people who've been with you, but you know, attract new people or add new people to, to uh, you know, the world of Ghost. So on that on that note, so you're selling a ton of Ghost Energy. You got all this volume over here. One like specific supplement that I always thought would fit really well with Ghost would be a um, glucose disposal agent type, like whatever you know, carb protector type of mm-hmm. of supplement. Does that even make sense anymore? Because you're doing so much over here, and you're not going to sell that many of a GDA. We don't view we don't view stuff like that, right? Because to be honest, a lot of the in and outs, limited editions, athlete collabs, mm-hmm. 
if you think about like we do those things pretty limited so and it still has all the time and work sometimes more time and work and energy invested in that than a skew that will have out evergreen for years so it's never been about the roi for us cool. i think like and I, i've kind of referenced like the example for nike a lot in talking about this but if you look at the top 10 sneakers the highest grossing revenue sneakers for nike every year it's not the cool hype beast pairs that sold out in five seconds that people camped around the block for it's like you know um for lack of a better term like the dad shoes or the foot locker you know sure. joints or like the air max 270 base color whatever it is i think like any company or like well ours especially we've just said hey like we've got those the the you know supplements that are evergreen available all the time they do really well for us they're driving a lot of dollars but then the things that you drop that are like limited edition like the turtles or whatever i mean it's not those aren't about the dollars that's about excitement that's about engagement it's about fun it's about bringing something new to our fans bring something new to the industry you know um and definitely not about driving dollars because you spend all that time for a day or two of sales historically you know? with protein flavors it's been the same as those shoe sales chocolate and vanilla are your mainstays and you're you know you've had a, over your whole career a number of really fun protein flavors that probably did not stand up to the, the chocolate and vanilla is that the same here even with all these fun extra things your your core skews are really the like what everyone's this is for? for me all of this collectively is just about strength of brand Mm -hmm. And I think, truthfully, the story we're all telling is building a really strong brand will ultimately allow us to do any of the things that we want to do for any of the customers that we're cool. speaking to. Obviously, Nike's got a um, like a core demo, right? Mm -hmm. But their dad shoes are still their top selling SKU, right? So Those dad shoes allow them to do that. Of course, piece. right. Yeah. And so like, I think as a brand continues to grow and age, Right, continuing to do cool shit that speaks to not necessarily gimmicks or trendy things, but really who we are and, and the mm -hmm. brand that we're trying to build, what we want it to be. That customer demographic is going to continue to grow, but the people that are buying into Ghost now that are maybe aging, they're buying Ghost because of Ghost at that point, right? So it's like I buy Nikes because I like Nike. If I'm 30, 40, 50, it doesn't matter. I like Nikes, mm -hmm. right? So while I might not be 30 anymore, you know, in 20 years, I'm still going to buy Nike sneakers because I like the brand, mm -hmm. right? And I think if you build a great brand like that, the ability to transcend generations is much easier. For sure. When did you guys get someone to shoes? Is this always, is this more a more recent thing or are you like even in high school all about shoes? No, yeah, I think university. Yeah, for right. sure. I mean, uh, we just talked a lot, I think, over the years about Ghost and kind of the relationship with sneakers and whether it's color palette, whether it's designs, whether it's just the collaborative mentality, the community mentality. Mm -hmm. I think we were, a lot of that was inspired by- the Drop culture like, too. Yeah, sneaker culture. Cool. So, All right. Yeah. And, and I think the other side of it too, which is not a sneaker specific comment, but on Nike, like we've always been inspired, like the vision for Ghost, right? For us, as we've said, we've wanted to build like the Nike of sports nutrition or active nutrition. And what I mean by that, like Nike, I respect the hell out of them for having so many individual communities and like kind of categories, but they're all like kind of Nike, right? They're all the same common brand and promise of, of quality and, and, and everything that that means. But you've got Nike, you know, football, basketball, running, skateboarding, training, you know, on and on. And I think same thing, what we're trying to build here for Ghost. And it's different in sports nutrition. Sports nutrition, respectfully, you have a lot of one-hit wonders. You have a brand that has one product, that product 
you know, blows it out of the water. And look, I'd say that respectfully because, like, in many cases, that one product is bigger than our entire company. So it's mm -hmm. no, it's not a, not a measuring contest. But still, with Ghost, our goal is different, right? We've got Ghost powders, and even within that, protein, pre-workout, you know, some, you know, gamer now, health and wellness, right? You've got energy drinks. You've got protein drinks. You've got merch and apparel. You know, Ghost Foods is something we've been working on for a long time. And I think, like, if you build out all these different legs of the stool, like, we really believe we can position ourselves to be one of the first to kind of cover the waterfront. How do That's just you... a different goal than what you're seeing from the industry where, you know, probably, like, some of the, the three or four biggest brands you could probably name off the top of your head, and the first ones that come to mind are one pro, one pro, like, they just make pre-workout. They just make energy drinks. Mm -hmm. They just make their brands. They're top ski. Yeah. Right? They just, yeah. they just make, uh, you know way products right mm -hmm. and you, you think of a big brand for each of those statements oh yeah right oh yeah so we're just trying to do it a little different how do you guys manage that mentally as creative people even whether it's you or your team you've got a ton of different uh types of products that i'm sure you have to be in a different type of mindset to talk about if you're talking about ghost gaming which i i want to talk about ghost gaming at some point as a a group that thought process and ghost energy are definitely two mindsets to be in. Is your design team, do they have, you, do you segment your people by, by category? Like, cause your, your minds are obviously very important to the ideation and the, the processes to, to set the standards. And then they have to deliver on that. How do you manage all of those different categories? Well, we drink a lot of ghost energy. <laughs> uh, and uh, other yeah, yeah, we do. We do a lot to keep our minds sharp, but frankly, they're mush this year uh, with how fast everything's going. Um, yeah, there is a little bit difference in people sometimes um, uh, that you know work specifically on energy or beverage, and specifically on kind of the powders and, and the rest it of it. It comes with scale too. Yeah, as yeah. you scale those those pegs to the stool, right? Yeah, obviously you build those teams out probably directly. But right now, I mean, we've got everybody pretty much touches. That's, that's gonna yeah, what I was going to say is like, you know, it is one unifying brand. Yeah. So that's important. But still, like the reason that we've got like Ricky on Ghost Gamer, because he can, you know, we can have him just kind of sure. stay super involved in, you know, in that community and what's coming out, what's new, what the trends are, what kind of content ideas. Because like, let's say the rest of the social team might not be as in the loop uh, with that specific like community. For sure. So there is starting to be a little bit of that, right? And we'll probably continue to build out our gaming specific team. Can we definitely, definitely energy like, and so on. Ben's the gamer of, of us too. <laughs> From my perspective, it's obvious that this thing is huge and it's been huge for a long time. And from my outside perspective, and knowing you guys a little bit, it seems that like you're, you're making a big play in here. So this is not, I see, we've seen brands from a long time ago, any sports nutrition brand, just see that, oh, there's money in them hills and make a gaming supplement. It's a decent nootropic. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're not really in the community. Yeah. You are, from my perspective, it looks like you're jumping in head first. We've been known to dabble. Yeah. So yeah. Like, can we talk about the next yeah, sure. few years of, of ghost gaming or... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think. Well, number one, we only do things authentically. Yeah. So a wise, the, a wise man once said, "Authenticity is undefeated." The and one thing I, I have to say is because uh, over the last couple of months, uh, Josh Shaw has been mentioning gaming and authenticity about a lot, and pe a lot of people like jump into it and they're like, "It's about the competitive nature, mm -hmm. the competitive side of esports." I'm a huge gamer. I've been playing video games. I, I wasted yep. my high school days on World of Warcraft. You know, I was never a competitive player, so I don't relate to that side yeah. at all. The thing that I love with you guys is watching you guys play FIFA with your friends and, and shit talking each other because that's what's relevant to me. That's yeah. what I understand. I don't understand uh, land parties and and 
Call of Duty tournaments. I don't. I literally know nothing about that. So here, here's what I'll say, and it's a very new industry. Yeah, and it's an emerging kind of category, not just in the world of like sports nutrition or active nutrition, but just in the world in general. Right, it's an emerging category, and I think that because it's so new, so many people are mistakenly just painting gamers with a broad brush. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine saying people who lift take pre workout with a broad brush. And no, well, hold on, right? There's, we have a lot of questions we got to ask to get to the right product here. I think that's what's going on with gaming right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you're a brand trying to enter the space, do you want to go work with a competitive gaming team? How important is that to you? Are they the best representatives? How does your product integrate with those competitive people who are so particular that they're bringing, like, you know, rulers and stuff to get set up for a tournament so the peripherals are exactly the space the way they are at home? I mean, it's insane, right? The level of detail that goes into that. Or if you're talking about trying to reach the every man's gamer, right? Probably what I'd consider all three of us, you know, where it's like, yeah, we, you know, a couple, a little bit extra time in the weekend or whatever, like, yeah, or definitely, you know, during lockdown, we're spending hours every night, you know, uh, that type of gamer. Who are you trying to reach, right? And I think that, you know, whether it's style of gameplay, whether it's, you know, level of gameplay, whether it's even just within the different titles or types of gaming. There's a lot of kind of worlds that you can go into there that I think any brand in CPG needs to think about to do this authentically. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Most CPG brands, especially in our industry, don't. Because there's a long history of brands taking a pre-workout, slapping the name Neuro on it, and then telling gamers it's for them when they're still beta in it. For e- I, I, I'm not even right. a gamer, and I felt insulted seeing yeah. some of these. Like, I get I get upset when the sports nutrition industry does stupid stuff that makes us look bad, yeah. whether it's not compliant yeah. ingredients or just trying to, like, make money off of people that sure. may not know any better. It's like, yeah. gamers aren't, aren't dumb. Obviously, yeah. they're cerebral folks. So um, a couple specific questions. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, first off, is this going to be kind of like a quasi-permanent-ish uh, thing, or is this limited? I Maybe no, know this. limited. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's limited. And the you're, you you put out Ghost Gamer non-stim with this, so we're going to have to cover that in a little bit more detail. This is basically you just remove the caffeine from... Yep, caffeine and theobromine. Okay, and the theobromine. Okay, cool. And so... Will we see non-stim as a, another iteration? TBD? Yeah, who knows? I think this is a great task. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's nodding. You're, you're, you're giving me the tease, but... Oh, we don't look. I, I think we're gonna see how see how it plays. I mean, straight, We've been asked. Yeah, we don't yeah. have another. Yeah. yeah, we don't have anything planned with cool. it right now. I think that we're excited to get Donatello out there. Uh, yeah, that that's actually been the one I've been reaching for the most because again, it's non-stim. You just pop it in at any time. Yeah. Right. Well, like you said on the tour before, when we were doing this, it was ten to one in the morning, mm-hmm. and there were a few times where we were jokingly, but not really, uh, doming two scoops at midnight. Yeah. And, like, we might have stopped playing at one. And we, I don't know about you guys. I was still out another three hours. You yeah. know, like, it just, so having a non-stim is important. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if people will purchase that. I it's also super kind of, stackable. Like, yes. You know, you could even, you know, I like the nootropics and stuff for during workouts and stuff. I mean, you could even level up your pre with it. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, after all, new level is essentially an atrocogen. So you're going to get some inherent pump there, too. Yeah. There's a lot to be said there. And I think people who have tried a pre-workout that, actually engage them nootropic wise mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's a, a game changer yeah you know if yeah. I'm actually having focus during work i love the new level just the sample packets like <laughs> there's it's I mean, there's the, the studies say perceived energy increases i and i i i don't want to hit placebo effect but i feel that a little bit when i take it and so um, <laughs> now i'm excited about gamer now instead because there's there yeah at night i'm still working sometimes to get the kid down and everything i want a, a little, little something but i can't be up all night otherwise my mm-hmm. whole day so 
I'm excited you have that. I, I wouldn't mind that one being a little bit stronger with my personal when, um When we talk about collabs, you guys have come from just straight flavor collabs to now we're talking about things that, um, I don't know if you want to talk about the flavor of ooze, but technically like really isn't something that people should know. Mm -hmm. Is that the evolution for Ghost? Are we, are you still extending the flavor collabs? Are there going to be new flavor collabs or like, cause you and I have talked about this yeah. privately. So I don't know how much we want to talk about I it. I mean, look, here's what I'll say. I'm curious. Uh, number one, uh, one of my favorite details about this release is that it, it's going international from day one. I feel like terrible every time we announce a really cool innovation or a cool limited edition and it's just for you know um everyone here in north america mm -hmm. um you know i feel bad this yeah. is a global world we're living in ghost is global we're in 55 plus countries around the world and growing yeah i'd rather and, and look i'm first generation portuguese maybe i view things differently too just as a, my family's all over the world so it's a global mindset so it stinks at what i would say are probably some of our most exciting or anticipated releases we haven't been able to get everywhere and we're working on that so number one i love that about about this partnership as far as like where we want to take collabs in the future, like we're definitely going to keep doing them, right? We're the very first to do it and we're definitely going to keep doing it. And we're going to keep doing it to going to keep trying to raise the bar, I think. But like, look, all collabs, all licenses are not created equal. And we also know, don't collab to collab. Yeah. Right. You know? We say we, and now we say no to a lot, right? Mm -hmm. We say no to a lot. You're getting approached a lot. I yeah. Think we're, we're getting approached and we're saying no and you're, we're saying no. And then we're seeing other brands do it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but but um yeah in like five or six <laughs> times recently you made a really but good point i think but i think like look how many is too many at a macro level for the industry right and who's who's the appropriate watchdog or guardian you know for that i would say look i'd caution the retail buyers out there you know when a brand approaches you hey i got this collab we're so pumped it's gonna change the world like make sure that's a brand that's a fit for your customer a fit for your store that frankly deserves to sit on a shelf with some of the, the major brands that's out there. You know, GNC collabing with Girl Scout cookies is not a little thing. That's that's awesome, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, the post-dimatized collaboration, that's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but I just I just would, would, you know, you look around and you're seeing like, like dip and die, like whatever the stuff is, Hostess, I think that one died, right? The Bodyblock.com collab mm -hmm. with Hostess, right? You're just seeing the stuff, you're like, why? A collab for the sake of collabing, if anything, you know, it poses a little bit of a risk, right? That the whole concept um, starts to kind of uh, maybe be viewed, viewed a little differently. But what I'll say, and the two of us have talked about this a ton, you know, yes, there's still some collabs we want to keep doing, whether they're global, whether they're cool things we haven't touched yet. Like we're, we're still brainstorming some really uh, interesting ideas yet. We've got more coming this year. Um, we're going to execute them in a special ghost way. There's a real why behind them. Um, but I think after outside of that, like we're trying to think, okay, like, you know, the collab idea, I know people throw this term around a lot, right? You guys hear this probably every day, but I think we deserve it with this one. The collab idea did actually change the game. It did actually change the industry. Look around. Sure, sure. It's one of the yeah. only game changers that you can point out of the past decade, mm -hmm. I would say, uh, from from like a brand side innovation. Um, and, I, and again, we say that humbly, but I think it's true. No, I, so I think I, now I, we're I, trying I, to think I, what's I, next. Right. What like, is next? Like what? What is what is next? And we're working on some of those ideas now because, look, you guys, especially being you know kind of the industry media, if I may, um, you're gonna be covering a lot of collabs this year, and a lot of people you know patting themselves on the back for executing these collabs, when really it's just like, hey guys, cool, congratulations on thinking the way Ghost was thinking six years ago. 
you know? So, and look, we're challenging ourselves in that to say, hey, like, you know, the pressure is on us to innovate, like, what the next thing is going to be, mm -hmm. right? Remain so, the leaders. Yeah, because looking out, like, into 2025, 2026, there's, there's got to be something more, I would think. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I, having talked to Wilkie, I already see some stuff coming here and there, but... Um, I, and I don't, I'm not asking to release anything, but like, how, how far out do you look? Like, are you thinking 2030 or anything crazy like that? Or? Um, I think that the, the best answer to this um, is uh, something that a new friend of ours, LT, said. It's actually a really good line, which I, I want to take credit for, but I won't. But he basically said that, like, look, the pressure is on us, you know, um, to, you know, look around the corner, right, of what's coming next and build that future while attacking exactly what consumers need today mm -hmm. and expect of us today. You got to do both, right, mm -hmm. long and short. And so that's definitely, like, there's some things on the calendar now for next year already, like next summer, more than a year out. Um, there's some, some things maybe even beyond that. But there's also this element of Dan Ryan trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing next month. Right, right. Yeah. Or actually tomorrow. So, <laughs> so it's, a little, it's a little bit of both. That's yeah. what makes Ghost Ghost, though. Like, it's, it's the culture in here. It's all of it. Like, with scale, you would assume, and one of the things that we, when we first started Ghost, one of the things that we said that was most important to us is really not about how, how big we want to make Ghost and the brands that we want to sit next to, do any of those things. It was how big can we make it while still staying true to everything that, you know, mm -hmm. we put behind the original concept, which inclusive is inclusive like, of the culture and all of that. It's been, I don't want to say it's been challenged, but there, there has been points where it, there, it was definitely an easy spot where you guys could have sold out or gone the other direction. You, you did your V2s, right? And that's a, that's a big spot where you guys could have cut a lot of margin. Mm -hmm. Um, Going into energy, you didn't have to make an expensive energy can. You know, you'd have to you'd have to do that stuff. Uh, and now that you guys have been seen as the leaders of um, collabs, and by the way, anyone who says that you guys aren't the leaders of it or changed the game with it, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I don't really have a good thought. It was for sorry, it. Like, I, it was, was a, it was a game changing concept that to this day I will never understand how we were the first, but we fucking were. I don't know yeah. how we were the first. You, it was you, obvious. It's not that you smart. You manifested I'm telling it. you, it's not that smart. It's not genius. It was obvious. So, look, it's one of those things. Like, I, we say this all the time. Like, I'm surprised we were the first. How did no one else do this? But, hey, we were the first, so we're going to wear it proudly. It's <sighs> funny because when people talk about it, and a lot of people are going to think I'm talking about them. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> when people talk about it, they talk about it so matter-of-factly in the same way, saying it's it's obvious. And, like, because I've had people say to me, collabs aren't authentic. Like, when Oreo does a sneaker or whatever Oreo does, do you think there's any connection there? Like, they, they talk about it so matter-of-factly that if it is so obvious, then why did Ghost do it first before anyone else did? Mm -hmm. We got to rewind back to 2016 when we were just starting to have fully disclosed formulas. And it was still, there was still a lot of prop blended garbage there, even though like maybe 2010 through 2012, yeah. things really improved on that front. But there was still a lot of junk out there. There was the DMHA floating around. There was a lot of stuff. The industry did not look good. And so that, that to me, is the most important thing about the collaborations is that you, um, you leveled up the industry mm. single-handedly. Like, you just took this big bar, and you rose it, and you carried everyone up with it. And, and for that, I think everyone owes you the biggest thank you. Uh, the, so I'm, like, having trouble putting into words how huge I think it was that someone had to do it and you had to level everyone up with you. And at the same time, it, it brought, um, 
it brought legitimacy because now you have these huge companies that are probably looking into whatever your books, your, your lab tests or this, your that. And now we know at least like, I know that if a major food corporation is working with this company, there's a very 99.999% chance that they dug into you pretty hard. And that's huge. And at least like now consumers know that there's at least one company out there. And that means there's probably more, but there's at least one company out there who's legit. And in 2016, it was tough to say how many companies were yeah. truly legit. Can I ask, uh, we, we talked a lot about legitimizing the industry or leveling up the industry and all these things. Uh, in, from six years ago to now, what has been the change that that has brought? Like, like what, what is different because of that? In sports nutrition? Yeah. I mean, the obvious one is there's a lot of collabs yeah. out there, right? But do the, does that bring funding to us? Does that bring new people, new eyeballs? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the category is growing. I think sports nutrition is growing. So I think that making it more approachable, even just via flavor, mm -hmm. right, is definitely one way to help help that growth. It's definitely brought eyeballs in, you know, just awareness of the category, let's say, in the more mainstream CPG world. Mm -hmm. We're proof of right? that. Yeah. Mean, yeah, like some of these yeah. brands, I mean, they, I mean, they weren't ever considering this this category for licensing before. The agents weren't, the brands weren't, yeah. right? We went out there, we showed them, hey, like, this is real. This is a, this is working. This is a hard and question. They're, they're jumping on. I, and and I, I wanted to answer this objectively, but with, without the flavor collabs, would ABEV have looked at Ghost as seriously? Because I see those flavor collabs in those cans as huge, huge bargaining right. factors for what Ghost Energy is. If you guys are saying you're proof of that legitimacy helping, do you think that those collabs helped us significantly? I think the that? story is proof of that too. Yeah. Like Brendan, the now CEO of North mm -hmm. America, sent us a cold email. Right. He guessed our emails off the back of one of our canisters from GNC. Cool. But the fact of the matter is he was walking the store at GNC and pulled Ghost off the shelf. Cool. Are the flavor collabs part of that? Of course. 100%. But so is the formula, so is the labels, so is the brand, so is the colors and the containers and all the custom elements that we do. It's all part of it. Right. And I think he identified, okay, this brand gets it. Mm -hmm. We want to help them. And we were already working on the ready to drink at the time. Cool. Got the email. Yeah, when he emailed us, he didn't know that we were working on a ready drink, and he didn't know if the licenses would even be in for that, right? Um, but no, I think I think what Ryan said is completely right. I think that you know we work really hard to dial in a lot of different details, and I'm not sitting here like I'm not smart enough to know which singular detail was the thing that put someone over sure. the edge to actually go and purchase or follow or whatever, right? Um, but we we work really hard to present a great package in the and the total story. Um, but I'll say this, like, look, you know, we're a product of our environments and it's one of those things like it definitely changed, like I said, changed the company and it changed the industry, I think, around us uh, without the flavor collabs, you know, um, which has been a big differentiator. Then I'm sure we would have had to find some other ways to kind sure. of do, do some things a little bit different yeah, um, and really, really stand out as competitive, you know. Cool. Um, so... I think, the, I, think the, I think the other positive change, though, yeah. from all this in the industry, and I will say this six years ago versus now, um, you have brands now um, prioritizing like graphic design, mm. web layouts. I think the industry looks a little bit better too. Outside of collabs, just in general, I think it's a little bit more, yeah. you know, design forward now. It's not every, like, you know, it was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah and, I, and there's still some bad examples. We have some pretty cool say, I'd like to say that, you know, the, the sloppy labels have stopped, but we still catch a lot of glare. 
errors out there. So. Not even errors. I, mean, just, <laughs> I, I just mean like looking like it was out of Microsoft Paint. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah. I think like overall there's been a, a big upgrade. I feel like sports, you guys brought up LT before, just in terms of sports nutrition as a whole, there's a lot of creators. There's a lot of really quality stuff happening. There's just clean design and, and people that take pride in their work now, whereas it used to be... I, I can't name any labels because I mean, I'll piss someone off. But like, uh, the, the status quo was just boring. Yeah. It was just, you know. I mean, we also showed people us. We yeah. showed people the behind the scenes. I we showed we showed we showed people the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I'm sure there had been videos out there before someone touring a manufacturing facility, mm-hmm. but it was probably like super edited and more like kind of commercially rather than just hey, one of our guys is following us around on the camera. Like we're gonna share part of our visit. Yeah. You know so. We definitely tried to, I think, and we talked we talked about like the origin story of Ghost, you know, a lot now. But I think you know the one thing that we we complimented a lot for our marketing. But when we started this thing, like our goal was like that there is no marketing. Mm-hmm. We're just going to show people under the hood. Right. You know, the fact that that is viewed as marketing to some people, great, right, cool. But you know, this is like we said several times today. It's been a personal statement. We just tried to show people, and that was a big shift from the industry before it goes. The industry before ghosts is fake perfect, right? Eat this way, sleep this way, train this way. It was like this very curated shreds-like image, mm-hmm. right? But when we just said, hey, we're going to try to tell like it is. It's right. funny because when you say marketing, like I think claims. You have no claims on your bottles, mm-hmm. right? It is very clean. It is honestly very minimalist in a lot of ways. So you say ghost is a, a marketing machine, but... To be honest, the licensing, that's, that's an above-the-line cost, not even marketing. Doesn't even hit his budget. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I yeah I was thinking about like if I were to start a a business a new business selling consumer product goods and nearly any industry I would want to model the behind the scenes type of thing get in the office have some fun show people want to see like where is my money going to support like I, if you guys are jerks I don't want to buy your product no matter how good it is that's that's a fact and you guys are cool so it helps to to make the sale. Have you seen any brands in other industries kind of do this? Because I actually haven't, and I'm surprised that no one's really you stealing the, the ghost story. you want to know about that, though? Like, the funny thing about that is it's – take us out of the picture. It's nothing to do with us, right? But I think a lot of brands – and we have seen it. Uh, I think a lot of brands will take the production angle of it, trying to produce a show or trying to produce, you know, the day-to-day that, that goes on versus just capturing and sharing yes. it. And the problem with that is it's entirely authentic and organic. And so many people attack content. Like, okay, well, what's the plan? What are we saying here? What are we doing here? And you're like, you've literally just killed a piece of content. Yeah. Like, and, and so many people have come to ghosts at their head in the headquarters and done a lap. And they're like, wow, this is exactly like the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we know. Yeah. These are all paid actors actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but like the years preceding you guys, I mean, uh, in, in, in the YouTube creator community, like Casey Neistat, like a lot of big guys were just saying, or Gary V says it all the time, like document, don't like yep. carry just document. No one really seems to get that in our industry. Yeah. Well, I it's, think that they didn't want it documented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, I mean, to be real, I think, yeah, people, they either make every excuse as to why there's not enough time, and look, Holden, can, he's a testament to how much yeah. time goes into this, because it is a lot of time yeah. still. Yeah. Um, especially as the brand has grown, like, you know, having a camera rolling at all times, a lot of stuff that, especially like Dan will jump in meetings and stuff. Not all of that's shareable, mm-hmm. but yeah. we share as much as we can. Do and you guys have like a... I saw you go to like this to the camera before. Like, you have a, like a sign to don't don't record. I mean, this. it's again, it's not live, right? So okay, it's not that big of a deal if you capture. But you're something. no longer watching every video before 
with YouTube, are you? We still watch it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. You'd be surprised. The, uh, you know, some of the cool stuff that we're doing, but also some of the stuff that we've still, you know, are we're part of. Still in the yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I don't think we when wanted I, to change. I posted last, like the other day, um, very true, right? I think our mentality here is that there's no job like too big or too small here for any of us. So we're still doing some of that stuff. Where yeah. you'd probably be like, don't you have a team doing that now? We're still very, we love it, you know. But you love your own products. Yeah, of course. You know, like. We want I to mean, be involved. I know a lot of owners that like don't know what's in their own products. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense though at all. Like the way we're <laughs> drinking energy drinks right now, like we've been at brands where they're just drinking coffee and stuff. And I'm like, I, I love coffee, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> don't you sell caffeine products? Like why aren't you drinking your own stuff? You know? We, so, I mean, look, we also take a bunch of other brands, right? So like, but we, yeah. I think we love the category. We love the, yes. the industry, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we actively consume these products from our brand and many other brands. Yeah. So. We built it because we love it, though, and that's mm -hmm. what confuses me when so many brand owners are like, you know, here, we're doing this to this exit. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a single conversation about dollars until we were forced to because right. of some of the bigger partnerships and yeah. stuff that we're talking about, right? But we didn't start this for cash. Mm -hmm. As you're right, if we did, we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Can yeah. you I was just going to say, you just, you're just excited about what you do. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I want to sit down and drink Ghost Energy because it, it is fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, I wouldn't drink this if it wasn't good. Yeah. And there's a so lot of we, bad we out there. We love the category. Yeah. Right. So that's that's where it all comes from. Yeah. It's like a consumer view of the industry versus like a serial investor in the industry or serial entrepreneur in the industry. It's like, no, this is actually coming from the fan side in some respects, right? Mm -hmm. We're just well educated fans. So yeah. yeah. I love Didn't that. Didn't we have some Q and A questions or anything, or is that for a different I didn't. I I do have Q and A questions. I didn't. Uh, we could we could I wasn't sure we, we could pop it in here. Like separate videos we could absolutely whatever, pop it in here. It doesn't was. bother me at all. This has been a good uh, conversation. I don't have anything else. I mean, yeah. what, what's funny is we always start kind of like in a fun and jovial mood, but like we then it gets a little serious. And I don't mm -hmm. mean for it to get serious. These have a lot of cool questions because um, I don't know. In my opinion, we're sitting in front of greatness. Like, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, but right? I just think that you guys have. To, you guys have really done a lot of stuff that has shaken things up, shaken people up, and there's going to be hate, but the, at the end of the day, it's authentic, and you leveled us up. So for that, I thank you. You've made, you've made our lives easier doing what we do, actually, hmm. because everyone, you know, we're getting a lot less garbage approaching, mm -hmm. approaching our way, even though we will get some, uh, <laughs> some emails that are... <laughs> Well, I think maybe let's wrap this podcast. Right. I'm sure you probably have enough footage to, to wrap this, and then we'll do we'll do the long Q and A, and then we can bring Wilkie in and taste some stuff too. Boom! Have some fun. All right, subscribe to the Price Ball YouTube channel and everything, and uh, podcast some audio feeds and everything, and then we'll uh, we'll post that out of the Q and As on another. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, well, gentlemen, thanks for Thank having us here. By the way, appreciate it, guys. Heck yeah! Thanks for coming to check out HQ.